this fast tonight. Well, when did I see you left? Two thousand, maybe eight or nine. Yeah. So this is your quarterly, every four years. Yeah, I'm on the. Uh, the four-year plan. Yeah, yeah. Four year. That's not bad. Yeah. One meeting. I mean, I, you know, years. so many people are saying more is better. I, I don't know if I can buy it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. More ain't better. Yeah. It's nothing to do with quantity, really, or time, actually. You know, after a while, I remember I do talks sometimes, and uh, because it's at a place like a public venue, they have to make money, so they want you to do like. Uh, four hours a day, you know, like it's Saturday and Sunday. So I usually go there Friday night, do a talk, and then Saturday, Sunday, four hours, two hours, a little, you know, and then two more hours, and then two or two hours. But it's sort of like beating a dead horse, really, in a way, because this is an invitation. It's, this has faith in mind, in a sense. The invitation is based really on faith in mind, that the mind, if given the opportunity to hear this possibility, it has the ability to entertain it. Yeah? Now what will happen is you'll find out. But if you don't get the possibility, uh, and why we're not getting the possibility a lot of times is because our, our field of possibilities is defined by self-centeredness. Yeah? So we're identified as this long-lasting, independent, separate entity, this idea of being Paul, and, because, and so our mind is coming from there, and that's where its starting point is. It doesn't, it's not starting from its own nature, it's starting, let's say, at this false uh, square one, yeah, which is the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, that these thoughts are yours, and your actions, and this is your life, and everything like that. Well, when mind, which is like, let's say, this very spacious... Uh, Possibility gets funneled through a very small frame like this, yeah, called self-centeredness. Then, when it's coming through this frame, it now everything it entertains is based on the possibilities defined by itself, yeah. So then, what it can entertain is you'll see it. The best you can do is like I will be okay, because okayness now is based on time. You have a feeling like you were once okay, and you hope you will be okay. But the being okay now is dismissed as a, not a possibility, yeah? The possibility is I'm going to be okay. That, that, yeah? So, therefore, the mind now is restricted and how it entertains and possibilities here and what possibilities can be entertained is defined by the frame itself, self-centeredness, yeah? So, and everything in self is defined by time. So, the... Therefore, you would say, like, if I'm going to get something, it's going to take me time, and therefore, the more time I spend on it, the more chance I have to get it, yeah? Now, that may be true if you're going to, let's say, pick up a rock and bring it here, and then pick up another rock, you want to, and you want to get a lot of rocks, and you're going to need a lot of time, you know? Pick it up, bring it here, like that. But this isn't about that. This isn't about getting anything. It's about recognizing your own nature, yeah? Which is... Not getting and having, but being. Yeah, it's a different process. Like in in self-centeredness, the, the, the modality is doing, having, and then being. Yeah, 
if I do the right thing and I have the right stuff, I'll be the right person. You know, isn't it? So you're you're in this condition that you there's something like wrong with you in a way, maybe large or small, and then you're going to do something to make that better. And if you do enough to make it really better, you'll be you'll be okay. We're going. We're not going that way. We're going to go. Maybe you're already okay. Yeah. Maybe it's more being, and then the being is seeking expression, so it does and has things as a form of expressing its own nature. Yeah. So when it has something, it it where it has it loosely because what that thing used to represent by the you know the seeking mind, which is I'm going to get that and that's going to make me feel fine. You're not buying that anymore. So you can have a lot of things, but it's you're not owned by those things you have. Yeah. Like a great master said, you don't have to give up your possessions; just give up the possessor. Yeah. The possessor is the key. We're not saying change your thoughts. Just question, are you the thinker of them? So let's say if there is a being, or and you're feeling it right now, the onness, you're on right now, that's like a generator that puts a little hum out. <coughs> that hum is facilitated by the body state, and you're, it's, life is humming, and you're feeling on. Yeah, That is being. Yeah? Now that being isn't incomplete. It's not looking to get the do and have itself into a completion. It's not achieving a, a climax. It's not going to reach a point where it's going to be fulfilled. It already is. yeah. And so in being, there is no time. It takes time to go somewhere. It takes time to start at a bad place and get to a good place. There's no time in beingness because it's complete already. Yeah? It's not in it's not in the urban renewal project business. It's not working on itself all the time. Yeah? It's complete. It's filled, fulfilled already. Now what it's doing here, it can seek expression here, but it's not seeking to find something to fulfill itself because it's the fulfillment, yeah? Something that's complete is fulfilled, yeah? It's not moving in time to produce a better a better self. It's, re- it's always here, right now, in timelessness. And in that timelessness, if you're in the program recovery, we call it a pause. You'll get three samples where the influence of time will stop and you'll be in a timeless moment. Yeah, Maybe it'll last for a few what you would call time moments. But there'll be a feeling of everything stops. The seeking stops. The, the drive to fulfill stops. The, the accruing value stops. Right? All that stops, and you're totally okay at that moment. (laughs) Not based on what you've been working on, but prior to any work. Yeah, you're inherently, inherently, inherently okay. Not as Paul. Paul is a work in progress. This idea of being Paul, and it's never going to end. It's like an urban renewal project that has an open-ended budget. It just sucks attention and interest and you keep thinking about yourself and working on yourself trying to improve this this possibility this isn't about that this is about an inherent condition that's complete already yeah it doesn't need time or space to get somewhere it's already there and it can't be anywhere other than there yeah in a sense it's all there is now that mind is prior to being prior to moving into manifestation through this frame called self-centeredness. 
While the frame of self-centeredness is happening, that mind is still available. Yeah? That mind is more contextual, and then there's a mental process called selfing going on. What I mean by selfing is your thought system is based on you being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That you were once here, that you're going to be here, and therefore you are here. That's what it does, yeah? So it thinks about you always in the past. It thinks about you in relation to, to life in the past, and it projects the past into a future. So the mind, the mental process, remembers itself by thinking about itself in the past, and it remembers itself by thinking about itself in the future. Yeah? It's, doing, it's remembering just like it uses the past to remember, it uses the future to remember. So when your head thinks about you, yeah, it re, you pick, you're pictured as a body somewhere in the past. Yeah? So you go, okay, that was me, and then, therefore, that will be me, and I'm afraid I'm going to get cancer or something's going to happen to me, and it's going to disturb the already disturbed me, but worse. You know? <laughs> so now, I was that, thing I've been thinking about. I will be that, what I'm thinking about. Therefore, I am that, what I'm, what I'm thinking about now. That's the sleep. But all the while that's going on, there's something that's always prior to it. Try to go back in your mind and see if you can get behind the awareness. See if you can get behind the awareness and actually be something that's aware. The feeling of being something that's aware can only be noted when there's awareness of it, yeah? There's nothing that's ever going to get behind the awareness. Nothing. That's it. That's where you put the ball down, and at that point, self-knowledge doesn't avail you fucking a thing, and yet from this point you find out what it's like not to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. All the while appearing to be, but not being one. You will find out. You can't know it, yeah, because you are it. But you'll find out what it's like while you're living this little life, yeah. And what it's like for me, it it creates a long-lasting condition called traveling lighter, yeah. Here, it's not saying it's going to change the geography of your life. If you have a girlfriend, or you don't, or you're going to get a job, or not. It may not change anything about what's happening, all this terrain, but you will travel lighter over every bit of it. Yeah? You will travel lighter over every bit of it. You'll have a total... There'll be, a, there'll be something that's available to your attention that's always available at all time because it's not of time. Yeah? So it's never infrequent. It's never it once was or it will be. It already always is. Yeah? Because it's not of time. Yeah? It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it because you are it. Yeah? Now that is worthy to be relied on. Yeah? When the mind starts resting there, it finds true rest. Like it says in recovery, you'll comprehend the word serenity and no peace. When, when does that happen in recovery? When there's a spiritual awakening. Not a spiritual experience. People have tons of those but a spiritual awakening where the mind wakes up to its own nature, which is of spirit, let's say, yeah? Once it has that awakening, awakening, that's where it rests. No matter how chaotic it seems, no matter how dramatic, no matter how much your mind's calling you into the past and the future, 
there's the ability to rest because this overrides the past and the future because it's not of time. It wasn't like, oh, I wish I was at that retreat I was three years ago. I felt so much peace then. And I hope, I wish I could, I wish this retreat I'm waiting for in August would be in March so I could get, feel that again. No, it's not based on time or space. You're there because you can never not be there. They're there. (laughs) That sense of pause, that's it. That's it. That's whatever. If you've ever had a pause 10 years ago, it has the same quality as the one that's available now. Because there's no difference between 10 years ago and now to that pause. Yeah? It's not of time. The pause hasn't grown pausier. Yeah, or it was less pausier earlier, and it's going to be more pausier if you keep working on it. It's the same fucking incredible, empty, huge amount of spacious aspect of mind. 30 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 minutes ago, 10 seconds from now. Exactly, exactly the same, yet never the same because it's expressing given the conditions and circumstances you're in at the moment that dawns on you. Yeah? So it's always feeling like it's coming right out of the oven, yet it's the same fucking recipe. Yeah. I've gotten injured a lot, you know, in my life. And so let's say you're relying on your head. And uh, if you have a traumatic experience, the last thing that's there is your head. <laughs> I hit my head in the, on, the, on the water, got a concussion, and I actually froze my arms and my legs, my nervous system shut, shut down. Luckily I landed on my back or I would have drowned. But there was no pulling, no selfing was being produced because the brain had gotten such a shock, it stopped producing the self. Yeah? Yet, I was there. Yeah, that's it. You're there before the selfing, during the selfing, and after the selfing. <laughs> yeah? What you are is there. You weren't in selfing when you were a baby, until they say to about 18 months. Yeah? And in a sense, you never were in there. And you never will be there, and you're not there now. It's just an activity that seems to have captured our interest and attention. Because the mind has fallen for the old story that it's about me. Yeah? This story of being Paul, this long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So when my attention, my thoughts go back to Paul in the past, my attention goes there because it's me. Now, if it was about you, I wouldn't go there at all. Yeah, you'd be telling me something that was driving you crazy that was in the past. I have total immunity to it. I'd be sitting right next to you. It wouldn't be contagious because it's actually not happening. Yeah, but the same thoughts, if if they're held as they're about me, I'll be flipping out. Why is that? Why is it if they're held as yours, and I see them as yours, I have an immunity to them, when they're held as mine, they have the power to totally screw up my day? Why is that? Because it's not the thought that's doing it. It's the my. It's the idea of being the thinker of the thought. It's the idea that you're the object of the thoughts. Yeah, That's what sucks all the interest and attention. That's what makes the movie so real. It isn't a fucking movie, it's the audience. Yeah, it's you and I. In Buddhism, they talk about cherishing the self. 
the mental process cherishes what it's making up, which is this idea of being you, you know, a you. It makes up an idea of being a you, and then the mind makes a leap and calls it you. Yeah? So someone comes over, they're flipping about out about something that's not actually happening, and let's say they're worried that something's going to happen next week. And you're bored in a minute, aren't you? Really? If, you know, when someone comes over and they start dumping about what they're worried about, but it's actually not happening, I'd rather fucking, you know, watch Die Hard 8, you know, <laughs> do my laundry, do something. But the exact same thoughts that you seem so clearly and boring and, and no, have no power whatsoever to affect you, if they're held as yours, they have a huge amount of power, don't they? You don't see it? You don't see the power comes from you, not the thought. The thought has no power. It's the, it's the idea of being the thinker of it. That's the power. Yeah. That's one of the first things that happened in recovery for me after a few months. I was in there and, uh, <clears throat> you know, you don't know it when you're in it, but I was in a deep shell of terminal uniqueness. I didn't think anyone ever thought like I did. And no one had done the things I'd done. And no one felt like I did. Which is an incredible... It's like uh, living inside a cocoon. You can't get any help. Because how can they understand me? I'm very unique and special. So I'm sitting there in a the room, listening to people who thought they were very unique and special. Because they had the terminal illness of alcoholism, terminal uniqueness. And so they were sharing their precious thoughts and their precious unique feelings and their precious... and heinous acts they did and they sort of sounded like my thoughts and my feelings and some of the things I did and then I had to come to two conclusions how did they get my thoughts you know? how did they get mine I went to India, I went to AA meetings there they had my thoughts there I went to Indonesia, they had my thoughts Malaysia, they had my thoughts how did they fucking get my thoughts and my feelings or they're not mine <laughs> you know what I mean they're not my thoughts I don't identify with who you are, but what's taking you over? Because the same mental strain is taking me over, called alcoholism. I've lived, lived under the same tyranny you've been living under. That's why we identify. That's why when we crack a joke, we laugh, and normal people will be aghast. Like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> they can't understand why when we talk the way we talk at meetings, and they don't get it. Because they, don't, they haven't lived under the same tyranny. They're living, living under the tyranny of self-centeredness, but we have like the, the craziest czar of self-centeredness, alcoholism. I mean, it's an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness. <coughs> and it's nasty. So we know what it's like, you know. And so once you see that a thought is an alcoholic thought, what happens? Don't you have a little relief from it? It's not so claustrophobic, is it? You break the shell of terminal uniqueness which is just an amplification of the feeling of being long-lasting, independent, and separate. It's just a degree of it, yeah? So you think you're so separate that no one's had a thought like you've had. No one's felt like you felt. No one has done the bad things you've done. That's an extreme uh, addiction to the idea of being so special and separate, yeah? So as soon as you see that it's, you're just a common alcoholic, let's say, therefore there's relief there. Don't you see it? There's relief. Why? Because the personalness is being broken. Yeah? And then it's not the thoughts get better, it's the mind gets weaker. 
They're not so much your thoughts, they're alcoholic thoughts. You're not taking it as a moral issue, you see it as a disease. You see, like when I had a, one of my first big amends, <clears throat> and I had all the right to be super embarrassed when it happened, because it was, came out of the blue, some lady came in and I was trying to impress my girlfriend at the time, and some other people in AA, and she said, hey, bro, and I didn't remember who she was, she says, you owe me $500. And I had ripped her off from Santa Cruz for some a deposit in an apartment. Yeah, but not one bit of embarrassment came over me because I had gotten that this was a disease after a year and a half in AA. I had gotten it. My mind had entertained it and got it. Yeah, and I looked at her straight in the face and said, "You know, I would have done what I did to you to anybody unless you could physically stop me." And that was the truth. And I wrote a money. I wrote a checks, and I said, "The only reason why you're seeing this money is I'm in recovery." <laughs> and I sent them in. But I was so clear where before the sense of being the doer was so deep. I was guilty about shit that you did. You know what I mean? I swear to God, it was fucking crazy. You know what I mean? I had no boundaries. Now I realize, Jesus, it's not as personal as I thought. That's the relief. Yeah. How personal can it be if you're taking yourself to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity? Incredibly claustrophobically special and separate. Yeah? It's like the, it's like the upteenth degree of separation. Yeah? And the more separation, the more isolation, the more drive to be right. And sometimes you want to be right, and you want to be right about how wrong you are. And you're going to really be wrong. Yeah? And all that stuff, all those mental playgrounds are opened to your world because of that separation. Yeah. What if I'm not the thinker of these thoughts? Then they can have they can do what they do anyway, which is come and go. Yeah? I'll see them because I'm awake, but I don't will not I'll hear them, but I won't listen to them anymore. Not like I used to, not like the siren calls of Ulysses, you know. They'll just be singing their old tune, but they'll just pass along, and there'll be some freedom there. Yeah. What happens then if my interest and attention, which is wedded to this idea about being Paul, thinking 70,000 thoughts a day, how many are you aware of? Maybe 2,000 thoughts a day? They're all constrained by the idea of being you. All those how many days of how many thoughts... You know, just calling and grabbing your attention and interest, taking it from the only place you can actually benefit from it, which is now, and putting it into this little time tunnel called there and then. Yeah. And it gets up to some fucking crazy shenanigans. If you think about something that's going to happen in the future, like a bad thing, you'll feel it as if it's happening now. Yeah. Not because it has any power, because it's not happening, but what's entertaining it has the power to make it seem like it's going to happen. That's mind. Yeah. Mind has the ability to make mountains out of molehills. Mind has the ability to magnify the littlest thing and make it huge. You're playing with a huge power. And to have it funneled through this little magnification of selfing, which really what it does is, you get this. what you're looking at is distorted, but you're magnified. The looker gets totally magnified. When the mind's looking out of selfing, it's actually not getting clearer about anything outside. It's more distorted. But you're in incredible clarity. How fucked you are, how nothing's ever going to work. I mean, it is such a magnification going the opposite way. 
You're thinking, oh, you know, but it's actually you, 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 you. It's like putting a marathon runner in a closet. He's fucking crazy. He's running around, and it's, you're entertaining. Oh, my pants is my pants too short for eight hours. You go. Someone says hello to you, and you wonder what they meant by it for eight hours. <laughs> what does it mean? She's saying hello to me. Am I going to go out with her? What? I didn't get her number. I should have got her number. Whatever it is, on and on and on and on. It's always you, 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 you. And what happens? What happens? Your interest and attention goes there, and instead of enriching your life, it produces an obsession. You're wedded to like a dead horse. You're not going anywhere. You're whipping it, you got to buy a great saddle, but it's fucking not going anywhere. It's dead. <laughs> so we're just saying, get up. <laughs> you know? Question. Just, instead of trying to work on all the thoughts, just say, who's the thinker? If you see the mind worrying about next week, ask a subjective question. Who is it that's worrying about next week? If it really isn't you, you'll lose interest in the worrying about next week. Because the worrying about next week really doesn't have much interest in it. But if it's about you, either doing it or, or you're going to be there, that's where the interest is. Yeah, It's in the you. So 50 problems, but there's one that has them all. Thousands of thoughts, but one thinker. Go to the one. Go to the individual little separate idea of all the other ideas, which is you're the thinker. Yeah? See if that's true. If you're, if you're not, if that's not true, I, I can tell you something, but you, it'd be better for you to find out, because you will find out something if you entertain that. Yeah? And then you can come back here, or you'd just be sharing wherever you are the relief that you found. Because you're finally onto something. It works. Yeah. It's like finding the first knot. There's all these knots in a row. Let's say the 16th knot is relationships, the 14th knot is money, yeah. 15th knot is health. And the mind is obsessing quite a lot and concerned, and it should be, as taking itself to be the body and stuff, because it is, it is at the effect of circumstances and situations quite a lot, yeah? So the mind doing it, the only thing you can do is using this failed system to think about that, yeah? So maybe you work on your health, but it doesn't affect your money situation, right? You work on your money, it doesn't affect your relationships, yeah? What would happen if you found, went back and you found, let's say, the first knot? And that first knot, let's say, is the identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And if that was questioned and started to be loosened up, you'd realize that this, there's a thread from that first knot that goes through all the other knots, yeah? If you tweak this health knot, knot, it doesn't affect the first knot, but if you tweak the first knot, it affects all the other knots, yeah? You're fucking on to something. Yeah? Question that. This loosens up. Then all your ideas about that changes. Yeah? You see things in a new light. What used to be, seem to be a drag doesn't seem to be a drag anymore. What happened? The mind changed. Not you as the one who wanted health changing, because the you is still there. But the idea of being a you has changed, and that change reverberates through every aspect of your freaking life. Yeah? You watch it. Boom, 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 boom. 
Like Jesus, I think, said, I don't know what he was meaning when he said it, but he says, you'll know the tree by its fruits. Yeah? You can't see the tree, but you'll see its effects, and you'll get an intimation of what that tree must be like if it can do all this. Yeah? So you'll, see, you'll know the tree by its effects, yeah? by its fruits. And a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Check, how's your fruit lately? <laughs> is it a little ripe? Is it a little? Is it if it's it's getting a little gnarly in there? Then maybe it's the tree. It's not that you have bad or good thoughts. It's that you believe you have the thoughts <laughs> that you're the thinker of them. That's the problem. I still have the same homicidal thoughts I have about certain people that I've always had about certain people. But now they're humorous instead of taking, they're not serious anymore. This is the only thing that changed. This thing was like fucking, uh, just so profound when I took it seriously. Now it's like a fucking 24-hour Comedy Central show. <laughs> it's freaking unbelievable how crazy it is. How it's, its view of things and itself and everything. It's hilarious. But when taken seriously, it can be profoundly disturbing to, to the one, the seeming one who takes it seriously. Yeah. It can produce exquisite suffering yeah. that you'll feel like no one ever felt like that. No one ever felt as bad as I felt. That's exquisite mental suffering. Yeah. It's, it's apex is fuck it. You know, like in, in, in uh, spirituality, the apex is surrender. The apex for a selfing is fuck it. <laughs> you just say fuck it, and then it just, it's like the dam breaks, and then instead of the mind trying to convince you to do something, you're talking, it's talking as you, you know? You're not even, it's not trying to convince you to go to 7-Eleven at 6 in the morning and get that pint of vodka. You're at 7-Eleven, counting your chains to get that pint of vodka. There's like, it's like the genie in the bottle. Once you drink or use... It's out of the bottle. So let's say you have a little jealousy up there. Yeah? You start drinking, now you're up on stalking charges a few months later. <laughs> Everything, all of these attributes of selfing get amplified. Unbelievably, once it gets its fuel. You know what? It's already got a fuel supply, your interest and attention. The drinking and the drugs is just like jet fuel to it. But the fuel it's using all day, the self is using all day, is the mind's belief that that's what I am. Yeah? So I don't know. You know, if you go to recovery, self can't get out of self. You ever hear that? It's a very good statement, so... Well, like I think Einstein said, you can't seek a solution from the source of the problem, yeah? The system that produced the problem, you won't find the solution in there. Yeah, so in recovery it says, why are you in so much fear today? It's a beautiful statement, yeah? If we asked everyone in this room, we probably, every one of us have a different story, yeah? Why you're in fear today, yeah? But he he puts, he doesn't, he, there's not like a giant 50 empty pages for you to write your little fear stories. He says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? <clears throat> why are you in so much fear? Riff follow. Yeah, I know why I'm in fear. This and that, that, I don't have any money, blah, blah. Bing! Cut it off, off. Yeah? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? <laughs> Just like when you came in recovery. 
and you needed a job and a place to stay, and they say, go to a meeting. You'd give them, what the fuck? <laughs> I, want to, I need a place to stay. Go to a meeting. What does that have to do with me getting a place to stay? You don't see the, how the dynamic works, yeah? Here's the same thing. Why are you in so much fear today? Oh, let me tell you. No, no, let's go right to page 63 or something. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? What does that mean? If self, if, if we're relying on self, that's the Petri dish for all that stuff we call fear. It's mostly mental anxiety. But that's how the mental anxiety is coming to life, is in the Petri dish of self-reliance. If you take the Petri dish away, it can't come to life. Yeah? If you see, okay, so self-reliance is a failed system. So if my mind is resting on this thought system to get a sense of who it is or what it is, to get a sense of what's going on around here, it's to get a sense of fucking anything. Yeah? How's my physical condition? We can't even tell if we have a cold or a flu. I mean, I swear to God, we're absorbed in ourselves all day, yet we can't even tell, you know, if I got the flu or a cold. I mean, how observant are we? Yeah. So here we are, we're relying on this failed system, and we're getting the results of that. Tons of mental anxiety, our nerves are shot, yeah? We're doing inappropriate things, quite a lot, yeah? We have to do anything to get relief from the system itself, but you can't get relief from self as a self, you can't get use self to get out of self. You ever hear? Self can't get out of self. You can't use the failed system to get out of the failed system. So how? what do you do? Question, are you in the failed system? Are you the center of the system? Self-centeredness is a good description. The system that's failed is centered on the idea of being a self. Yeah? Are you the center of that system? Are you the son of that fucking solar system that you're living in? Yeah? If you're not, you have the possibility to be free from its effects. Yeah? If I am not, so instead of seeking relief as a self, you'll get relief from the idea of being one, a self. Yeah? It's totally different. When, you, when self is engaged in trying to get out of self, it's trying to seek relief as a self, from self. Yeah? Has it worked? Has it stabilized? Has the relief lasted? Or is it like, comes and goes? Usually it's in the going stage. And I'm usually seeking it to come. But it never stays, right? Self can't get out of self. So... It doesn't matter what kind of self you think you are, it's defined by that statement. Self, whichever one you think you are, you're not special, can't get out of self. Fuck, how am I, what's gonna, how am I gonna do it? That's the beautiful thing, you're not. If I'm not a self, yeah, if I'm not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, then there's truly no need to get out of it. That's being out of it. Yeah? If it's like trying to get out of a place you're not in, you'll never get out of it, will you? Because you're not in it. Yeah? Like someone's saying, why are you trying to get out of your car? You're standing on the sidewalk. You believe you're in your car, and so you're working really hard to get out of your car. You can't get out of what you're not in. Yeah? So if you're not in self, you can't get out of self. 
<coughs> that's why drugs and alcohol don't work. That's why everything doesn't work. Because we're trying to do the impossible. A part, a product of a system is trying to lead the system that produces it. It, it doesn't appear anywhere but the system that's producing it. Okay? When a cat sees you, it doesn't see you as a self. You know? When a dog comes and bites you, it isn't doing it because it's Paul. It's just biting you. Yeah? It's not recognize you as an individual motherfucking thing. It's just biting you as a thing. It's you that takes it personally. So personally, yeah? So, <clears throat> if I'm not that, yeah, then there... So, here, it's like simple like this. From the solution, the problem is truly imaginary. In other words, it's not true. Yeah? Okay. But while you're in the problem, it seems as real as real can be. So here's a message that's actually dropping into the problem, like parachuting in. You're not that. Yeah. <laughs> it breaks through the membrane, sneaks behind the lines where the battle's going on. You're not that. You know? So it gets in there. Yeah. <laughs> it gets in there. <laughs> And sort of erodes the system from inside the system. Because the system is closed. So when it hears this message, it has a defense against it already. Yeah? So let's say, here it is thinking it's a self, and it hears that there is no self, now it's trying to become a non-self, as a self. Yeah? It defeats the whole message. You can't hear it. You can't get it. You can't get it. You can't get the message. You just can't get it. That's the whole point. It gets in there... And then you find out what happens. Yeah? Because it starts eroding the system. It's sort of like grace. Let's say you're in this total, complete membrane of selfing going on, and you're in that dilemma of self, can't get out of self, but you're trying like crazy to get out of self. Then you hear this message, let's say, and it's like grace that punctures the membrane and inserts itself. Yeah? It doesn't even leave a mark, like a super thin needle. Just puts, I may not be that. You know, I may not be the thinker, let's say. It sits in there. Now you're walking around, though, in the system, but the system is being moved by this grace to have these situations that sort of start puncturing the system. The, the, the system gets punctured a lot, and then the grace, finally, you get ejected. The mind gets ejected out of this dead little capsule, this dead cocoon called selfing. And then it sees the selfing from somewhere other than in the selfing. Yeah? And then it sees what it's not. It truly sees I'm not that. He sees the structure of what I'm not. It sees how it's reinforced. It's how see how it's made, and it real and it realizes it can never be that because I am that which is seeing it. I am that quality which is seeing what I'm not. That little sense will become like an unspoken yes in you. And then all the advertising of what you're not, all the reinforcements about being what you're not all fucking day, all the stuff that's constantly shouting at you, you are that, which you're not, right? There'll be this quiet, silent, little unspoken yes that can override it all, yeah? Because it's never gone, it's always available, it doesn't need to be generated, it doesn't need to be advertised because it's on, yeah? It's like an unspoken yes that's constantly yesing all the time. 
and your mind starts being attracted to that and it produces an immunity to the all of the fucking selfing. Yeah? The selfing continues, but now instead of being the weather front that you call a sky, it's like a little cloud and you see the whole sky that surrounds it. So you see the selfing, but you have a sense of the giant spaciousness of mind. Yeah? Instead of being in that freaking tunnel vision of I, me, mine. Yeah. It works. It'll bring you like, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to even describe, but I would live under that tyranny of selfing, you know. Especially when you do coke for seven to ten days and you're up for ten days. I mean, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Fucking Jesus Christ. One time I shot adrenaline, which was not a good thing to do. It was like one of the worst nights I ever had. But I was, I would do anything to get out of what I called self, which never worked. But I was, I mean, and the guy said, well, I went over to him, he was a chemist, and I, I was looking for some MDMA, you know, and stuff. He, I said, he's, I don't have any, I haven't made any in a while. I said, what do you have? He says, adrenaline. I said, oh, let me shoot it up. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. It's Tuesday night, I have nothing to do. Let me sh- and I was with this French lady. So me and her shot it up, and all you did was have like a, a heart attack for 12 hours. <laughs> I couldn't stand her, but I couldn't go with anyone else. So I mean, there were the only two people that were vibrating at the same frequency. And we just hung out for like 12 hours in mental hell. <laughs> what would drive one to do that? I wasn't leisurely looking for some fun. It was a fucking occupation to try to get out of self. It wasn't like I was getting high. It was I had to be high. I had to sort of become somehow a little bit disassociated from that fucking activity. But I could never transcend it. Because you can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't leave from which you've never been. And I had no idea about that. And I practiced Buddhism, and I practiced all this stuff for years, still under the primary ignorant condition, which is of taking myself to be a someone. And it didn't matter how much I practiced, the one that got the most value out of it all was that someone. (laughs) The someone just got bigger and bigger, wearing spiritual robes, just like when he had cats and leather jackets on. It was just another fucking stage for selfing, to have everything reflect its wonderful glory. Yeah? And then I heard this invitation, and it stopped all that in its tracks. And it became my last answer so far. It's been years now, and I haven't found a new answer since. Probably because I'm not looking for one. And that's the greatest answer of all. When there's no, you stop looking for everything. I don't care if there is an answer out there. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I've been freed from the need to need to have an answer now. It's great. It really is. <laughs> you can enjoy the simple things in life now, you know, like most of your day. <laughs> you can't be jumping off mountains every fucking day, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <clears throat> it's been working. And the funny, beautiful thing is, I have total faith that it will continue to work, because it always does. Yeah? It's on, and it's not 
dependent on time or space to be on. Yeah, it's already on completely. So that's what I like about faith mind. There's a great old Zen treatise, or like a four-page scripture, one of my favorites, and it was called it's called Faith Mind. And basically, he just talks about what can obscure the mind from its own nature is this activity of selfing, basically. This activity of yes and no, good and bad, high and low, desire, aversion, all these things that are just split, and they just, they just reflect the splitness of the mind, where the mind, instead of being in its own oneness, has split into a subject-object experience, yeah? And in that, it's trying to seek in this two-ness for oneness, and two-ness is too big to fit into the oneness, yeah? The thing is that the question, the two-ness, if, if that's not so, you may find that you are that which you've been seeking for, yeah? Right as you are right now. Because the way you are right now is not the way you are. The way you are right now is just based on circumstances and situations. Mental conditions, emotional conditions, physical conditions. You're like a never-ending creek or a stream going on. The the movement of of the water is based on the rocks that are in it and like that. Yes? That's the being, that's the manifestation of you, of what you call you. But what you are is way prior to that, yeah? So while you're in this manifestation, the mind can rest in its own nature, which is very, very still, yeah? Which allows you to travel lighter here. In this, this period called your life, yeah? <coughs> so, that's that. I'm getting excited. A very excited day today. First time I felt physically good in a month and probably ruining it with all my activity. <laughs> uh, the light can take a toll, I'll tell you.